getting this one right, right out the gate. We Our, did it, boys. We did it, boys. <clears throat> Two podcasts in one week. Yeah, look at us go. We're spoiling you. <laughs> the daddies are here to deliver. Oh, no. Start I'm going to make start it Start over. <laughs> we have to go back and delete every episode now because you said that. Maybe. But then... uh I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to respond to that. But uh, welcome to Never Seen Any of This, folks. Hello, hello. I'm Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm Raymond. I almost said I'm Raymond. You're <laughs> not me. Because I because you're sitting in order. Spot. You're sitting <laughs> in a spot. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we went and saw a movie tonight. It's Thursday night, and we uh, actually saw it. Pretty early. Yeah, I didn't know they did movies. Was it that the first showing? I think no. Yeah, yeah, it, I was. Think it, it was. It was the first showing. I, did, I thought they waited till seven on mid or like That's how midnight it used to releases. Be. They do, but they sold enough tickets on this one that they were starting them earlier because other uh, showings were selling out. Oh, oh gotcha. Well, cool. that's so good. It's it's a, this is expected to make a lot of money, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Raymond, don't you? Uh, you have some things oh, to say. Good. Yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> you give a little intro here to people that want to know more about us? Well, you can follow us on Twitter at nsaotpod. You can just search Never Seen Any of This. It'll probably show up. Um, you can follow us on Letterboxd, and I've pinned on Twitter our accounts for that. And you can email us at neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. And yeah. that's good to get that out of the way because yes. we're absolutely going to probably forget <laughs> it when we're done talking. <laughs> I also know that we are available on Podcast Addict. Yes, that's how I... That's actually how oh, I'm, okay. I'm subscribed. So I okay. guess oh. I didn't tell you guys. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I use iTunes, so that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Sorry, you're right. You stupid people. iTunes Available. Are, iTunes isn't okay. a thing anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Available well, wherever podcasts are available. There yeah. you go, yeah. So, I mean, our feelings on... We saw Joker. Yes. And our feelings are... It is so, just Joker, right? It's just Joker. It's just Joker. Okay. I was, I couldn't and we're still things. processing it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we talk about... We got a couple things we could talk about before we dive into the madness. Like trailers? Oh, we could talk or... trailers? I, I have something that I watched this week. Sure, I did oh, yeah, yeah. class. I, d- I don't. Uh, okay. I watched Breaking Bad. Same that, that, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before. That's all I've been watching still, yeah. just Breaking Bad. So that's my piece. Okay. What would you watch, Raymond? I finished watching part two of The Chef Show. Cool. Today. Uh, I didn't talk about it yet on the podcast because we only just started talking about stuff we'd recently seen, and I forgot about it last time. Um, and but, that, that one was long enough as is. Yeah. We didn't need more. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I only had a couple episodes left, and I finished them yesterday. So I really enjoyed The Chef Show. Uh, it is based off of the movie Chef with John Favreau. And I watched that movie because of how much you recommended yes. it. And then that is a good movie. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so the show is basically the guy that did all the food and recipes and trained John Favreau for the movie, Roy Choi, is kind of a guy who, his life story, accidentally, they didn't plan it, but his life story follows very similar to John Favreau's does in the movie, where he was a classically trained chef and he quit his job and started a food truck mm-hmm. um, and became very successful that way and now has a bunch of restaurants. So the premise of the show basically is that he is a professional chef and John Favreau is like a home cook. Basically, he like he got into cooking because of the movie, right. and so he he knows his general ideas about things, but he doesn't know really the process or anything else. And it's the two of like Roy trying to teach him how to do different things and taking him around 
different restaurants, <coughs> and they use a lot of the connections that John Favreau has to get celebrities in to talk about food, and they get... The first episode has Gwyneth Paltrow. It's very funny. And she has no idea she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> I have or seen that. not Homecoming, she's in Civil War. Civil The end of Civil War, right? Yes, it's Civil War. No, it's, it's Spider-Man that she doesn't remember that she's in. Is she in Spider-Man? She is. She's at the end of Homecoming. But she's well, no. only in one scene. And oh, that's right. I keep forgetting it's, it's not. Yeah, it's the end of Homecoming because he's about to announce that he right. is Spider-Man. Right, it's the same, it's uh-huh. the same thing. She, so I guess, she yes. is there. Yes. Yes. I've now had the same problem going to Paltrow Head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very short so far. The very the first part they released was like six or seven episodes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was very much, they just kind of filmed it where wherever they had time while Jon Favreau was doing, Lion, like before he did Lion King and wherever else he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then... They rushed out a part two, which is like another five episodes, and it it's just like whenever they got time, they just start filming things, and they do a whole episode on Skywalker Ranch, which is really fun. Oh, how cool! Uh huh. And there is I want to go there. Me too. Uh, more fun stuff, but yeah. it's it's like they take they take John Favreau to a restaurant and make him work flipping burgers and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Is it like a famous person every episode? No, no. The, no, it's basically just people they want to have around and talk about. Yeah. Like, there's David Chang shows up a bunch, and he's got his own Netflix show, Ugly Delicious, and he's a, another yeah. famous uh, uh, restaurateur and cook. Well, I know, because so, I know, I've seen, like, one of the uh-huh. Netflix, like, Bill Burr, he shows yeah, up. Yeah, he's in, he's in that same first episode with Gwyneth Paltrow, where they teach him how to make the Cuban sandwiches and grilled cheese sandwich. And he's From just, the movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, I can't believe you can make this kind of shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's as a cook myself, I thought it was. It's a nice representation of the uh, culture and what goes into being a cook and, and stuff like that. Because a lot of what you get for reality shows and cooking shows is either like just demonstrations or it's a competition, and this isn't either of those things. And so, like, they take you to real restaurants and stuff, and, and they show John working in a kitchen and showing what it's like and how hard it is. And they show, like, all the work that goes into making the food and how the, how they operate. So it's a really fun... It's not necessarily great for copying their recipes because Roy kind of makes things up as he goes. <laughs> but they've actually... Since Part 2 came out, they put a website together that collects... I don't know who's, like, who's cataloging the recipes, if it's just Roy giving them to him or not. But it's got all the recipes, at least from Part 1, are up there already. So, cool. yeah, that's, that's mostly what I've been watching. Nice. Cool. I, 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 that's why I gotta find <laughs> more cooking shows that aren't competitions. Because I, like I think I think that's a good one. Thing. Although there is also Great British Bake Off, which yeah, which is more laid back. It's not that, a yeah. super competitive it, show. It's funny because in the tone of that show, it's so in the great. Now it's called the Great British Cooking Show because it's that's the American name, and now uh-huh. Netflix owns it, basically. Um, kind of like what they did with Black Mirror. Yes, they. What they do with Black Mirror. That was a BBC show for the first uh-huh. season, oh. and then they bought it. Well, it's right. like the it's production just... company that made the they Great British Bake Off. Um, no, well, the, the company that made Great British Bake Off is not owned by the BBC, but they sold the show to BBC. Yeah. And then they tried to get more money because the show became, like, the most watched thing on that channel. Yeah. And BBC was like, no, we don't need the show for some reason. And so Netflix, like... Because that's what, the BBC's attitude about every yeah, show. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> so Netflix picked it up and was like, yeah, this is like, making tons of money for Netflix, so sure, yeah. we'll buy it. And so now, in America, it's called the Great <laughs> British Cooking, a baking show, instead of Great British Bake Off, for some reason. Yeah. But, 
It's yeah, that that whole show. It's so funny because so little uh, manufactured kind of drama happens that like the littlest thing is actually like the most tense thing in the show. Right. And the, I remember the first season I saw that was the first one Netflix put up. That's actually like season five or six um, of the show. It's like one guy's ice cream cake doesn't set up and he just throws the whole thing in the yes, trash. Yes, I remember that and episode. That's like the most traumatic uh, thing of that season. <laughs> it's like, yes. that's in like an American cooking show, that wouldn't be a thing. No. That even, like, yeah. that would be a two second bit. Instead, that's like the biggest thing in that whole episode. I love that show. <laughs> yeah. All right, what'd you watch? Uh, well, earlier this week, uh, Emily and I both had the night off, and we were like, let's get out of the apartment. So we were, we were going to go see Ad Astra. Ah. Uh, the, we've been trying to see it for a couple weeks. The problem we've been having is that all of their showings are in the IMAX, mm-hmm. and they have, like, two showings that aren't in the IMAX, and it's a two hour. It's over two hours, and I want to sit in a reclining seat if I'm going to go Right, because our IMAX does not <clears> have those. And yes. our IMAX is also not a real IMAX. No. No. It's a IMAX. Oh, I mean, IMAX. I would much prefer now. I would pick Dolby every time yeah. over IMAX for sure. So, but there was one. So we got on the, the AMC app and we were going to go buy our tickets to see it because there was a showing that we could go to. And when I logged on, I saw that The Shining was playing in a special oh, right. 4K showing. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And Emily goes, you know, I don't think I've actually ever seen The Shining all the way through. And I was like, well, that's what we're doing. So. So we bought tickets, and we went and saw The Shining in 4K. Yeah, it was nice. the first time I'd seen uh, The Shining in a theater. And That's cool. It no, was... Ready Player One. Okay. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a cool that sequence. Is the, that, that is the, the best, best, yeah. best sequence in that movie. In the movie. Yes, for um, sure. How was it in 4K? It looked incredible. Like, you still have the film grain, uh-huh. uh, but it definitely doesn't look like a movie that was filmed in the 70s, in, in the 4K restoration. Mm-hmm. It was insanely cool looking. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Um... It it's really funny to see that opening sequence and <laughs> do you guys know about the opening sequence with the where they're driving up to the hotel mm-hmm. and like the helicopter shots going over it yeah right and uh, Warner Brothers reused that same footage for the end the theatrical ending of uh, Blade Runner that came out two years later uh huh okay. I read about that because yeah. the theatrical ending of Blade Runner with the terrible Harrison Ford voiceover. Uh-huh. Um, See, I don't think I've ever seen that. You you wouldn't let me watch that. It's, yeah. a, it's a worse version. Yeah, don't bother. But, yeah. So they they wanted them to do a narration because they were like, this movie's too hard to understand. And so they said they made Harrison Ford come in and do a narration. And he purposely did it as terribly as he could do so they oh. couldn't use it. And they still used all of it. So mm. that's that. That's Blade Runner. But it's like seeing that and thinking about that at the same time. Uh, connected to that thought. But with the, the score from The Shining, uh-huh. it's just a totally different feel. Right. Um, but yeah, that movie is as effective now as it always has been. And um, I, I've read the book, and it's right. very, very different. Very different. Very different from the book. Um, That's why I remember is Stephen I mean, King did not like the movie. Yes. And, and I'm loving that we're bringing up Stephen King every episode. We need to keep <laughs> oh, it up. Yeah. I love Stephen King. <laughs> but it, it's interesting because in the book, Jack is a likable guy uh-huh. and he's not likable see no and i think that, jack that's nicholson the main thing. plays a crazy person yes yeah, so uh-huh. that's the main problem that stephen king has with the movie mm-hmm. is that it in the 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 book is the 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 hotel affecting the people well it's a lot more of like jack is just going, going crazy, crazy from the things that are happening in the hotel right. in the movie and yeah and i think 
I like the movie version a lot because it's like I could buy that the but I've also read the book, so I understand how a lot of the mechanics yeah. are in the mm-hmm. book that yes. they don't explain in the movie. So I'm like, oh, the, the hotel could overcome Jack if he was already kind of crazy. Like, that makes sense why I would latch on to him, yeah. and he would turn so quickly on, on his family. Uh, but it's it's also Jack Nicholson at the top of his game. Right. It's like, even even if you don't buy him as the family man... <laughs> When yeah. he goes crazy, mm-hmm. he's so good that it just makes up for all of it, in my opinion. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, another thing that I didn't know before watching watching this again, I was looking up some some fun trivia. the the big The big set that was constructed on a film studio where the the Santa Fe Lounge, I think, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's where he does his, the typing. Sure. It's the big room. It's yeah, got yeah, the stairs, okay. and he chases Wendy up the stairs, mm-hmm. and she swings at him with the bat. Um, so that was built on a set and Stanley Kubrick had, I think it was the record for the most amount of lights placed outside the windows to make it look like a snowstorm was happening outside. It was like 10,000 degrees on set. Everybody was sweating. Mm -hmm. And once they were done filming, it actually started a fire. Oh my God. And burned the whole thing down. Whoa. Stanley Kubrick made them rebuild it because he needed some pickup shots. Right. So they rebuilt it. And that set still stood. It was that same set was used in one other movie the following year. Mm-hmm. Do either of you know what it is? Ready Player One. No, <laughs> no. The following year. Yeah, so it came out in 1980. No. So that set is the Well of Souls from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, just oh. just with an Egyptian overlay on it. That's funny. It's the wow. same set. I gotta watch that again. Yeah. But <clears throat> one of the other cool things about this, so it was 4K, so it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, it's always great to see The Shining in theaters. Right. But it also had a uh, a sneak preview attached to it of Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. yes. which I am uh, very interested. In. I'm I'm currently reading the book. Cool. So I will. I, will I do want to read that one. I was I I've said this before on the podcast that I'm reading Stephen King in the order, mm-hmm. but I read it ahead of time to, for the movie, and then I probably will read Doctor Sleep ahead of time. But the book Stephen the book. Doctor Sleep is a lot more aligned with the book a, of The Shining. Yes. So how I don't see how they're going to make a movie sequel to from something the Shining that doesn't share. That doesn't share because mm-hmm. one, um, the one guy, the the one caretaker guy that comes to Halloran help him is a large part of the book. Does not die at the end of The Shining in, in the, the book. book, and he dies in the movie. He he like saves and he's them. And then the a movie. big part of uh, Doctor Sleep. Yes. And how is that? So that's where I'm like. The how is Doctor that going to rectify that? Doctor Sleep is a only works as a sequel to the book. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. And, and watching the trailer <laughs> for the movie, I'm like, it kind of even from the trailers of Doctor Sleep, it yeah. looks a little cheesy because there's like mm-hmm. the whole like they're mostly the trying shining, to call back to the Shining. Though, the Shining, right? right? And the Shining seems more seen. like a superpower in the the trailers for Doctor Sleep more mm-hmm. than like it something that is, the kid has. It kind of is in the book too, right? And I, I haven't read the book, but I'm like, it seemed like he turned it into a superpower. Instead more of like, like a telekinesis, telekinesis kind of thing, because like this other girl has the shining, and then these people are like trying to get it from her, and they're like these evil people that also have powers. So I feel like it's just uh, a wild a Stephen King story. That yes. So you'll have to tell Basically, me. Basically, my faith lies in Mike Flanagan, who wrote and directed right. it, and he's the guy who's he did Hush, and he did The Haunting of Hill House, okay, and he did Gerald's Game. That Stephen King oh, adaptation. Oh yeah, and I've heard Netflix. that's good. Um, I've heard that's really good too. And he's actually one of my favorite horror filmmakers in the, in the last 
10 years or so. I think yeah. every movie he makes is really good. He did the sequel to Ouija, and the first Ouija was, like, unwatchable. <laughs> Wait, Ouija. I didn't he even did know they did a sequel Yeah, it's apparently yeah. really good. It's really good. What? We watched it. I was like, this is a really good Haunted House movie. <laughs> Crazy. And the uh, the guy who's Elliot from E.T., who's in Haunting of Hill House. So you mean Elliot. Yes, I do mean that. <laughs> uh, he's also in Ouija, but... I have faith in Mike, in Mike Flanagan because yeah. I've enjoyed everything that he's done. And also, he has gotten the he's gotten Stephen King's approval, which he really doesn't give to everything, right? Yeah. And he, he didn't give it to The Shining, so I mean, <laughs> and he got the uh, the complete approval of the Kubrick estate, which is also extremely Very hard to do, really yeah. really difficult to do. Cool. So he showed he showed them they were there on set. And he told them what he wanted to do, and everyone apparently. All, all reports say that everybody was very satisfied with it. Well, then the, maybe the trailers are just not putting it in a good light. Yeah. So, so I, mean. I, I, I agree with you that it looks... Yeah. The, I don't think the second trailer that came out, I was like, this is kind of weird. But I do have to say that I always forget until <coughs> I think of him. Um, like, I love Ian McGregor so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> people are like, well, who's your man crush? I should always be saying, saying Ian, Ian McGregor because he's great. Well, Obi. Yeah, and yeah. we got to see him um, today in a trailer. Yeah, we did. Which I've, I've <laughs> we've talked we talked about earlier this week of kind of related to this kind of related to yeah we can move on to the trailers that we saw in front yeah. of Joker yeah um, Birds of Prey was the one that I was talking about I totally yeah. forgot that because now they have the full trailer instead of just mm-hmm. the teaser one um, how do you feel how do you feel I, I I'm still like I, I've told you guys already I just I'm not a huge fan of the character Harley Quinn and she's the main character in yeah. this movie mm-hmm. so that's my kind of I mean I love everything Batman and I love like the lore and stuff of Batman so the fact that Ian McGregor is going to be Black Mask is really cool mm-hmm. and that it's going to have other um, characters from um, the Batman universe the in Rogues it. Gallery yes yeah. yeah so I think that's really cool so I mean I'll probably see it I don't know if I'll see that one in theaters. But I'll I, I, make I, you see it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I if, like if we all, if we all want to go see, yeah. I, I think it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for it. Um, I re- I, like I've said before, I think that uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was like one of the only things I enjoyed about Suicide Squad. Right, that's what I've heard. I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. Which but you heard... dropped that on us today. I totally forgot that you hadn't right. seen that yeah. movie. As I was going to surprise you guys and say I, I, I was going to watch it before this just because that's the only Joker performance on screen I haven't seen. It's like, right. I, want, I, I truly do want to see that just to see how it like, measures up and now like, it would be good before seeing Joker and yeah. it would be good before seeing Birds of Prey, but I could not make my... Knowing that everyone hates it, yeah. I was not going to... I couldn't do it. Apparently there's enough footage for an entire Joker movie out there that we never saw. Because so. Suicide Squad did so bad. Right. No, no, like they filmed enough footage that they, like they filmed enough storylines that it could be cut together to be its own Joker movie. Oh, wow. but they did Because he doesn't have very movie. much in them. No, most right? of it, I do remember hearing about that. They he said like 85% of his scenes that he filmed were cut. Because he was crazy. Oh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Jared Leto, while he was damaged. filming. Yes. He's damaged, he's twisted, Sam. Didn't he give like dead rats to people and stuff? He, oh, it was like a dead pig or something. Uh, yeah, he sent uh, and used condoms. condoms to people and... And then, and then that's, the, and that's yeah. the performance we got. That's that? exactly what <laughs> I twisted. He's twisted, He's Sammy. T- He's the Joker. Oh, what do you man. expect? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Call me the Joker. <laughs> what other trailer? Oh, uh, the first one. Raymond and I were literally talking about it seconds before the trailer started. Uh-huh. But the uh, the trailer for the new Guy Ritchie movie, The oh, Gentleman. Yeah. 
I, yes. Yeah. L- literally watched it before we went. I watched it on my phone because it just like popped up on <coughs> Facebook or Twitter or something. So I just watched through it, and it it feels very Guy Ritchie for sure. But it yeah. looks pre- never, it looks pretty cool. He never drops the style. Yes. No matter what right. he does, the I, whole like telling a story and like doing the beats of the story, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> like that's yeah. And I think if you know Guy Ritchie and you're a fan of his like early work, mm-hmm. this is a very exciting trailer. He's trying to call back to that because he's kind of lost his way the yeah. last handful of years. If you're not and you don't know who Guy Ritchie is, this might be a little bit confusing. Yeah, I hadn't seen the trailer. I had just seen the cast list was announced and I saw the poster. Yeah, the cast. And list I was like, ah, uh, I'm in. Yeah, I, I didn't need I to see the trailer. I, seen I the saw poster, the trailer. But... I'm ready for the movie. I don't yeah. need to see it again. I, I'm ready. Yep, that's how I felt after watching the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, it, I'd watch that. When does that come out? January. January. So, a couple months out. Yeah, I mean, Colin Farrell, I really like Charlie Hunnam. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey with his weed uh, beach bum again. He's reprising his role as the beach bum, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, yeah. Um, the guy from World's End. I don't know his name, but he's oh, in it. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He's in it. I, I, I'll see it because I, I do like like Sherlock Holmes. I love the way that that was just my first one I saw mm-hmm. that was Guy Ritchie. I love that kind of like playing the beats. Right. I never I've seen the lots. biggest problem with those two Sherlock Holmes movies is the script, which I don't know how much yeah. of that he had a part in. Right. But the scripts are bad. Yeah. But his style, the way the, is way the great. style, it's and fun. I, I've seen uh-huh. a lot, yeah. almost all of that King Arthur movie. That one is kind of iffy. I've heard it's trash, but fun. yeah, yeah. So I've heard it's fun trash. Yeah. Yeah. I, every time I, it was, it was back when I had HBO and I would just leave it on, uh-huh. and I'd come home and it would be a different part of the movie, and I'm like, "What's happening right now?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we saw the trailer for uh, the new Sam Mendes movie, 1917. I had to have a coat over my lap because <laughs> you would have just, just shot just through. Shot. Yeah. I cannot. I I lost. I lost it yesterday when I realized that that is going to be a one shot movie. Yeah. That's insane. In, in in the vein of something like Birdman, it is shot in. Uh, a a couple different scenes, but cut together to be as it's one long cut from beginning to end in real time. And you can even see in the trailer that we saw today where that would like cut because he like goes into a dark area. So, and that like, would be dark exactly area, and then cut. you would cut. But there was watching but it would that be behind this when you're watching it, you right. wouldn't even think. Of it. Yeah, right, because you're watching... just so invested with the character, which I think is the idea. Is you're yeah. just with them. Yes, mm-hmm. like the watching the behind the scenes thing where. He, they, they talked about how they're like walking behind the guy and then they're moving they get onto a car and they start driving because mm-hmm. he starts running like this how they figured that all out it's like there's a scene in the trailer crazy. where there's like a plane on fire and it's crashing and I I leaned over to Andy and I was like this is one shot yeah <laughs> yeah so but, I'm so excited for that movie one thing that really uh, piques my interest about this is that it's a movie about World War one because we really don't get very many movies Not very about many. World no. War one uh-uh. they're all about World War two and so I'm kind of interested to see a World War One movie that we don't hear as much about. And we just randomly right. get Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. and um, Colin Firth. Pieces. Colin yeah. Firth. Yeah. I thought that, and I, I was and like, I bet they're not going to be in it much because it's a one-shot movie. I feel right, like really they're going to see him and then that's it. Yeah. But King, that's cool. King Tommen is one of the, the two main characters. Game of Thrones. Tommen. What? No, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, once I, Andy told me, I looked. I was like, "Oh yeah, it is yeah, him. It absolutely is." That's oh, oh, that's crazy. I just know the other guy is from Mister Fantastic, his son from oh, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, no, the other guy is Tommen. That's so cool. That's yep. awesome. I'm that, ex- I'm so excited for that. Movie. I mean, Ooh. I will watch anything that Roger Deakins shoots, right? Yeah, and I will watch anything that Sam Mendes directs. Like so. Casino Royale is my favorite, but like one tick below is Skyfall because Skyfall yeah. is. I have a hard time watching war movies just because. There's only so many wars 
that we have had, uh-huh. and they right. almost always are Vietnam or World War II. And it I mean, know the history of it. I don't. There's only so many times I need to see the same kind of story told over and over. Right. Every time I find myself watching a World War II movie, that's mm-hmm. not something like crazy, like Overlord or something like mm-hmm. that, because that has like a hook to it, uh-huh. and, and it's kind of sci-fi and horror. I haven't seen that. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fun. Um, but it's it's like a if I find myself watching a World War Two just like a straight up war movie, mm-hmm. I always am like I'd rather just watch Saving Private Ryan, right? Because that does everything better. Don't bring <laughs> up that. this made me this made me excited to see a war movie. Yeah, which I have not. Oh, I love. I haven't seen a war movie in forever because I just yeah. did get, you see, I get so tired. Have of you it. seen Dunkirk? No. Oh, so I didn't want to see Dunkirk. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean, I, I like movie, I like Chris I Nolan. That. I didn't feel like I needed to see I, Dunkirk. I'm a huge Chris I Nolan saw Dunkirk so, in the theater. Okay. It was a great experience, but yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to watch it again once it right. came out. That's I, what I, I heard. I, it was a great yes. theatrical experience. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I, I didn't well, see I, it in theaters. I, did, I never have bought it, but I do want to buy it because I, I really like that, that, that movie. Yeah. The, and, the thing about Dunkirk that, uh, that I think is its biggest fault is he was trying to create an experience yes. to show what it was like to be in the middle of an insane war where nobody knows what's going on. And I feel like that's what 1917 is trying to be, too. Where like but told, through a different through lens. Through a different lens, for sure. Yes. And I different fe- things that are happening to And them. the thing about Dunkirk is I don't feel like there's much of a story there. No. I feel like there's going to be way more, more of a... characters. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be way more of a chance to get characters and story yeah. in 1917... Whereas Dunkirk, where it was just like, you got little snippets of everyone, but you weren't paying attention to who anybody was because they were all getting picked off as fast as they were coming in. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can, <coughs> you can practically see it. Home. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Speaking of Christopher Nolan, uh, Tenant. Yeah, this was the first time any of us had seen that trailer because right. it's only playing in theaters. I didn't even know what was happening. I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> it just started to play. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I can't. I had to, like, not blink to make sure I didn't miss it. I mean, any it was it. only a. I think it's like a 32-second teaser. I have no idea what it's about. That's fine with me. Time-traveling James Bond is all I know. That is that's, oh, shit. That's that right. <laughs> I did read that before and I'd forgotten. Yeah. And, and then the spectacle of the, the teaser came up, and I had no idea that that was a thing yeah. that I had been told. Well, I mean, there's no way to know that from the trailer. No. It's just a bunch of different shots I don't that know. don't connect. Two different bullets. Time-travel. Okay. No. But, I just... You also blew my mind, because I have seen uh, Black Klansman. I didn't realize that was, was Denzel, Denzel yeah. Washington's son. Like yeah. I didn't, John David that, I didn't even connect. Oh that, so. shit! Okay, yeah, yeah yep. that's who it is. And when you hear him talk, you go, "Then you'll know." Oh, that's Denzel's son. Yeah. So that's I'm excited. I'm so excited and for that. Robert Pattinson's going to be the villain in that movie, reportedly. That's cool. He's going to be in the movie. The reports are that he's going to be like a Bond villain. Cool. Which is I want him to be a Blofeld. Everything <laughs> I want more. I yeah. was I was never Team Edward, but I'm definitely Team Robert. Pats. Yeah. Our pets. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'm gonna make us watch Good Time eventually. Yeah, sure. Before Uncut Gems comes out. Okay. Um, I mean, Lighthouse is also something we will have to watch. So I, I'm excited for that. We'll just yeah. have an R Pat. Let's let's have our uh, Pats November. We'll start with Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> We're thankful for our Pats. No, no, no. We'll go farther back. We will start I'm, with Goblet of Fire. <laughs> I'm thankful for our Pats. I'm down. <laughs> uh, any other trailers that we feel like we need to talk about? No. no, I think uh, I think boys. Some good trailer. Is I it time to get into? It? I think it's time to get into we it. We put it off long enough. Okay, boys, I have a headache <laughs> right now well, because of this movie. Yeah, we went saw Joker. And, yeah. Uh, Let's say we are. It's hard to talk about the movie without giving away everything that happens in it. We so, will be spoiling. Yes. So can we go around and say quickly just how we I felt? <laughs> yeah. How we felt about the movie? I don't yeah, know if we can sure. say. I mean, without try not to spoil it. Um, yeah. If I, you haven't seen it. 
Do not listen. Do not listen to this until you have seen the Unless you want to just listen. With right. Them. I mean, yeah. Which but. you're free to do, but yeah. we are going to spoil is, it. This is your chance. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like the atmosphere of the movie was a lot like Midsummer and how it is trying to make you feel while you're watching it. Because I kind of had a headache going into this movie, and I feel like I would have had a bigger headache if I had a headache going into Midsummer too, because just how yeah. like stressed, I mean, I know it's not the same, like not the same thing, but you know what I mean? Like making you feel it stressed. It made you feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And I had several of those moments. An yes. uneasy feeling throughout the entire. I did. I do a thing when something stressful starts to happen in a movie where I like grab my bottom lip and I do like this, <laughs> which you can't see, but I grab my bottom lip and I, I was like hurting myself. Grabbing, I was You're like, just pinching just, yourself? yeah, but just pinching myself. I'm just so, I was, there was I, a couple times where I was, there like, was a couple scenes so where uncomfortable I, or so stressed I out. I pulled my glasses up. I just put my fingers into my eyeballs. <laughs> just yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, I mean, it is hard to say how I feel about it. Cause I don't, I'm not, I think we need to talk through it before mm-hmm. I can really see, say how I feel about it. Yeah. But. I would say overall, I enjoyed the movie. I don't, know how much desire i have to watch it again yeah which is a feeling i i have a lot i guess yeah <laughs> i'm discovering but I, it didn't necessarily make me feel good yeah. which it's not i don't think it's supposed to either no um but i thought it worked as a origin story for the joker which i think is its main goal and i thought it was a interesting and entertaining version of joker's origin story one of many mm-hmm. and i accepted it as one of those stories and for that i liked it yeah but there's there's things i didn't enjoy about her there's things i wouldn't necessarily want to see them continue which i know this is supposed to be just a standalone movie and i i can see why but i but at the same time by the end of it i'm like is this going to right. connect to are the they Batman just keeping movie? it secret and they're going to end up i, I don't they've think they said are. it's not it's not no. going to i don't think so either but I also the think... The timeline doesn't work, I don't think. But I also imagine yeah, that... Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> this, so I this, didn't expect... We won't get... You tell your thoughts first before... <laughs> so I think, just off the bat, I think this movie cost $40 million to make, which is not... Makes sense. Which is not a lot. Especially, when you see it, yeah. I mean, um, something like Hobbs and Shaw is like $125 million. Sure, and this is a big DC movie. Yeah, and so $40 million is how they got it made because they were like, it's not going to be expensive compared to... I mean, Justice League... was like $200 million, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they also had to reshoot a bunch of shit, but yeah. So, (laughs) something like that, and this movie is is supposed to make more money this opening weekend than Justice League made in its entire run. Wow. It is on track to make a shit ton of money. Well, I mean, we've got to talk about that, the news that has been going around this movie. Yes, and I think... I'll talk about my thoughts. Yes, go ahead. Um, I think that it the the controversy is. I can understand why this is a divisive movie. Oh yeah, I can't. I, yes, I think it's a very good movie. I think ultimately it doesn't really have anything to say, but that's also kind of the point of the Joker, right? And I feel like the people that are going to take away the wrong message from this movie are going to take away the wrong message from this movie. Just like the people like who always feel like outcasts who dress up as Heath Ledger's Joker for yes. like the last 10 years. It's a problem. Yeah. And you can't really deny it, but I also don't think it's the movie's fault because no. I think the movie does a very good job of portraying that. I agree. But I, but I think a lot of people are going to watch this, and since 
he is the main character and he has a lot of very sad things that happen to him, they're going to say, oh, I sympathize with him. And right. I don't think the movie wants you to sympathize with him at the end. I don't think we end in a place... Not necessarily. I, no. I think the movie is trying to say, here's what can happen when a lot of bad things happen to a person and the, and the society that we... A society. <laughs> you did it. You said it. <laughs> and the society we live in, how we treat people with mental illness and how something like that could happen. And I think a lot of people, since this is a quote-unquote comic book movie, are going to look at it and want to put him up as the hero of the movie. Right. Hey guys, this isn't your typical comic book movie. There was, a, there was a sign as we were heading up that. into the theater. There was a little sign in front of it that said, you're seeing the Joker. This isn't your typical comic book movie. It's rated R. Like, I get that, but that, where was that the last ten years? I, had, I had that in front of Deadpool, and I had oh, that really? when I saw Logan. Yeah. Okay, so I, 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 I didn't, didn't see but, Either yeah. I don't remember it, or I didn't see that. I mean, if but. you saw it opening <laughs> night, I'm sure that's probably more of a possibility. Or like opening weekend yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. that yeah. once yes. you saw it later, it probably wasn't I Remember there, when but. we saw Wolf of Wall Street, there was a sign outside yes, that theater. Yes, I remember oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was literally the right outside of the theater, not like before you even mm -hmm. went into AMC. Uh -huh. But I mean, that's what everyone was there to see tonight. I think it's overblown. On I don't think anybody's really going to start any I don't think that this movie is going to incite violence and riots but it's easy to look at it and think that it could especially because that is a thing that happens within the confines of the movie yes and so, with our <coughs> the political our climate. climate that we're yeah. in right now I, I don't know it's, it's, I mean we don't have trash in the streets and super rats but in Spokane we don't I mean yeah I guess that it's, do we have super rats somewhere yeah probably still in New York eating pizza yeah pizza rat hell yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> Timely it's reference. a very it's a very complicated movie that I think is a very well made movie. I would agree with but that. But I agree with you that even I, who loves Midsummer, mm -hmm. not sure how many more times I want to watch this movie. Right. Yeah. I and so my thought just as we're just thinking about it before we record, I don't it doesn't I wouldn't say it's a Joker movie until like the last thirty minutes. And I'm okay with that. I think yeah. that's okay. I think that's fine, too. Especially if the it's thing a standalone is, movie. Right. And the thing that is tough is watching the trailers, it makes it seem like it's going to be what those last 30 minutes are through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And like it's, it's not. That's, that's 20 minutes in the rest the of the trailer movie. The totally, trailer totally makes it seem like he is going to take on the role of Joker, make these people rise up, like start all these things. And then, like, go and do what he did at the end of the movie. But it's not that. He, like... It is a character. It is it's a, a slow-burning yeah, slow character. character. Yes. So that's, I mean, I guess if you haven't seen it and still listening, I just would advise you that it's not a crazy Joker rising up movie like you... It's much like, less like a the comic book movie and more so a movie that is based on a comic book mm -hmm. character. But I would definitely say those last 30 minutes are a comic book movie. I would agree. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So, but I still think I would the watch tone, the last thirty minutes a lot. <laughs> but the tone is so dark. Yes, and we've had everything leading up to it. That if you watch those out of context, yes, it definitely feels like a superhero movie. But yeah. I didn't feel like that watching the movie. Right afterwards, I'm like, you point that out, and I'm like, oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it totally it totally <coughs> makes sense. And I'm like, I almost wish it's a, it's a standalone movie. But I wish we would get a another of him now as yeah. the Joker. I think that's. Part of the reason they got him to sign on for it is they said we're going to do this one movie. Uh, he and that's uh, Joaquin Phoenix was going to be Doctor Strange. That blows my mind. He was going to be Doctor Strange, and he said no because he they wanted him to sign a contract for multiple sure. films. 
and he said, if I'm going to do it, I want to do one. Huh. I, I don't know if Benedict Cumberbatch was exactly the right fit for Doctor Strange. Like, I enjoy him in it, but I, I didn't picture him as Doctor Strange either, yeah. but I can't picture Joaquin Phoenix as Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah that's that, crazy. Knowing all of his other movie choices in the last 15 years, <laughs> I don't see how that works. Well, I had the same reaction when they announced that he was Joker. And after right. seeing this yeah. movie, I feel like he I get can... It. He could do pretty much whatever you wanted. It was, I like had a double take when they um, when he started to do the press stuff for this movie because I was like, "That's not the same guy that's in the Joker movie." He gained a lot of weight. <laughs> he like got his beard back. Well, like, he that's, lost a lot of weight. Like I, I, there was definitely times where I was like, "That's not Walking Phoenix in this movie that we're watching." Like yeah. he did such a good job as like not, like as losing a ton of weight. Like oh, it was you definitely see Christian how much, Bale scared. Yeah, machine how much? Is, yeah, yes. scary. I mean, you can, I mean, his face was still walk, like Walking Phoenix. Right. But like, just like seeing his see, red cage, and, seeing yeah. him at the like, yeah, seeing him at the premiere, I was like, "That's are we sure that's the same guy?" Because yeah. <laughs> he really did a transformation for sure. Um, I think <laughs> I, so. Watching this movie, it really, really reminded me of. I mean, since it's set in the seventies, like a lot of seventies cinema, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot. It reminded me a lot of Martin Scorsese's work. It feels a lot like it Taxi Driver. It feels a lot like Taxi Driver, and it feels a lot like the the King of Comedy. I've heard that. I've not seen. You've that not movie. seen the King of Comedy, but yeah. I've 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 seen people describe the plot beats of King of Comedy. I'm like, ah, I yeah. Okay. So then yeah. that's very reminiscent of of this movie. Um, and but yeah, the Taxi Driver stuff, it definitely definitely feels like and and Robert mm-hmm. De Niro being there. Um, I can see why Scorsese was signed on at one point to produce this movie. I remember reading about that. Because yeah. it's, it very much feels like a Scorsese feels, movie. feels uh, like it, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think An that, early Scorsese movie. And I think that really works in its benefit. I think so, too. I mean, this is a, this is a very good movie. It's a very well-made movie. And I think that Joaquin... I think it has the best Oscar chances of any comic book movie since The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, actually. I could see this getting a Best Picture nom, and I could see Joaquin Phoenix. It's too Phoenix. early, but yeah, I get it. I could, I, I think that Joaquin Phoenix is a shoe in for a nomination, at least. There's just been yeah. there's so much build around it, it's coming out right at the right time. Sure. I think and that... He, I mean, he does so good in it. Like, it, he... He's really good. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He just... I, I mean, I, when you're supposed to sympathize with him, you really do... I mean, and then, it, like you're saying, at, yeah. the, at the end, you don't sympathize because of the choices he starts to make. But, but they're like when, he, like, when he is up there for his first time doing the stand-up stuff, like, oh, it's just so tough to watch. It's yeah. just... Huh? It actually reminded me of a scene in, uh, in Taxi Driver. In that mm. movie, uh, Travis Bickle goes and he calls a girl that he's kind of stalking right. on the uh-huh. phone. And it's so awkward and hard to listen to and the camera actually pans away so you it's almost like you can't even bear to look at him uh-huh. and so Scorsese says he's like taking like he's taking pity on you you don't have to watch him do mm-hmm. this and in the, when he's up on stage it kind of cuts away to the what he's imagining right. it's like the so like the, the crowd laughter uh-huh. and then later we find out that like Zazie Beats isn't even there <laughs> that was I don't know why I didn't, I, did you guys see that coming I hoped it was because that was my biggest problem with the movie up until that point. Every time she was on screen, she was like, oh, I was like, why the w- fuck is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> the, my, this I will no say that what sense. I really enjoyed watching these movie, the movie as like squirmy things were happening, watching Raymond out of the corner of my eye, like squirming in his seat <laughs> or like shaking his head or uh-huh. like, he would, I mean, I was feeling the same as you, but it was just, fun. oh man. Like when he decides, he chooses to follow her around. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I I do... One like, thing... He's doing all the things, like, ter- creepy dudes do. Like, he... Yeah. It's like... Huh? And it's just showing that stuff, like... And then you're like, yeah, he's the main shaking my character. Head. Like, yeah. I just... Oh, it's... Something that I really appreciated in the movie is that it sets up a whole lot of things that you say, that you're sitting there going, oh, I know how this is going to play out. Yeah, and we did it, one of those. And then it does not play out that uh-huh. way. Like, when he goes down to the riot, and they're watching Modern Times, which is funny, uh-huh. because Charlie <laughs> Chaplin sang the Smile song. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what yeah. Charlie Chaplin wrote and sang that song. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it's Modern Times is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were but, you thinking because it was in the theater? Yeah, yeah and absolutely. And both oh. thought that was going to be the switch from I went the, to Raymond, the I was like, parents. Oh, are you figuring out what's happening right now? Because <laughs> I heard you guys talking, but I was like, I don't think that's going to happen yet. But the one that I was, like, we totally knew, like, even when the first trailer came out, Andy and I uh, talked about, and we, I think Rainbow was there too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were. Probably. Sure you're with us. Yes. Um, the killing joke where Joker kills everyone on the new, on the, on the Dark talk Knight. show. Dark Knight Returns. Oh, it was a Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Yes. Sorry, Dark Knight Returns. The second you, you put Joker on a talk show, you can't not have references to that. Right. But I feel like that's a obscure enough of a reference to where the general audience is not going to know, but comic book fans know right. what's well, coming. As soon as we saw the trailer, like, oh, he's going to be on the talk show, we're like, oh, we know what's going to happen. And he didn't kill everyone. He didn't, right, it didn't go to the extreme that it, it is in the, the comics, but it, it yeah, he, he, I mean, like, I knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And then the other thing that we called way, like even the first teaser, it shows him with that kid, like making that kid smile, and we were like, "Oh, that's going to be Bruce Wayne," and we yeah. were we were right about that too, that yeah. it was Bruce Wayne that he goes to see. Oh, I knew right away. I, I knew right away that he wasn't Thomas Wayne's son. <laughs> Did you know that right away? I, I felt no. I was like, All right, he's not." Thomas I was Wayne's wondering son. if that was going to be the twist yeah. of this version. I figured there was something up. I figured there was something up with mom because of how obsessed she was with Thomas right. Wayne. I was like, she's probably like a stalker. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and since he's not writing her back, I was like, he prob- she probably didn't actually work for him mm-hmm. or something along those right. lines. Yeah. Like that. Um, <clears throat> and then and, it turned out that she did work for him, but she was pretty crazy. And there have been, there have been comic runs with that sort of subplot. I mean, Batman turned 80 this year, so there's everything yeah. there you can ever think version- of has happened. There, I think it's even in the one that Scott Snyder did, where the, it's like um, a loss of the family or whatever, whatever death that one. Of the death of the, it's not death of death the family. Of the family. Death of the family. Yeah. I think right after that is or around there is where Joker's like we're related. Like I think there is a we're related. But I think it's a similar to where they find out he's not really right. It turns out that it's it's not true. But there there are definitely I I remember reading a Joker yeah. storyline where that is actually a thing where it's like we're actually related. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't like. I wasn't positive that that it was going to be that they were not related. I was like, oh, is this going to be? I knew they were. I mean, they were going to lean into its Joker's origin. So how does it tie into Batman? And I was right. wondering if that was going to be the twist of this version was that they were half siblings or something. Okay. You know, right. something that I didn't like, and I know you didn't like it either. Oh, I sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> why did we? Why did we have to watch? All I needed. All I needed. They could have just gone. Was that it showed that it was a Zorro movie. It could have stopped there and I was like, cool, it's a Zorro movie. I get it. I do think it's really funny that it's Zorro the Gay Blade. Because that is a movie that came out in the 70s. So it made sense that it was a Zorro movie. That's like, that's all I needed. And then they were coming out of theater. I was like, great. That's all I needed. Going on the alleyway. They show the Joe Joe Chill and I'm like, cool, that's all I needed. And then he goes down the hall and I was like, God damn it. I was like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna follow him. We're gonna go to the next scene, and it's just gonna imply. And I was like, that's awesome. But then and it then kept it going. The murder, and, and it, it literally shows the, the one that we've seen 
I'm grabbing the pearls. Grabbing the times. pearls. The pearls explode. Bruce Wayne's standing there. It's like, I don't... Like, people complain about Uncle Ben dying, but we've seen Thomas and Martha <laughs> it get is now, fucking shot like It is now at times. the point where we have now seen that so many times. And I was I didn't expect that to be in this standalone Joker movie. Like, I was like, yeah. there's going to be references That's to Gotham. There's going to be... Justice League, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's no, the beginning it's of uh, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. It's the beginning of Batman vs. Superman. It's in every version so far <laughs> that we've seen of Batman. And it's in Batman Begins. I didn't see it yes, being it in this movie, and that's the one thing that I was just really disappointed me about about this movie. I would say it's just a throwaway reference. I did like they didn't need just it. that one scene could be cut, and it's <laughs> right. so much more effective. Yes, show me that it's Zorro's playing. I get it. Show them running down the hallway or the, the alleyway. That's all I need. I didn't need. I like that it was. And maybe that's just. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be other people that aren't people that have seen all these movies, and they're going like to be like, that it was, yes. No, I I 100 agree with you though. <laughs> yeah. I like that it was tonally the same to the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. Where it's Joker is responsible for the death Even of the Even if he's not the one that pulled yes, the trigger. Exactly. Right. Yes. I like that nod because that was that was the, a major twist yeah. of that version. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I like mean, that. And they really could have just, I agree, they literally could have just <laughs> had them going out for the movie down the alley and the guy follows them and then you just cut to the next scene. Yes. And you then didn't it, need the actual murder again. And then I thought it would have been really cool if, so then after that, after that whole riot scene, we get the TV... <sighs> Isn't that where we get the pullout of yes, all the different TVs the screens, covering yeah. the footage? And wouldn't it be really cool if it was all Joker stuff and then slowly it starts to turn into Thomas Wayne, Thomas that isn't Martha the Wayne same, dead? That isn't the same time. It's not in the same time. No, because no. the, the, the screen you're pullout right, part right. is right when he shoots Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. You're right. It's very close together, but yes. Yes, right. I was just thinking, that would have been a cool thing. Yeah, that would have that been would, a cool thing. There to was like, randomly the a screen that had Clint Eastwood on <clears> in a commercial for not smoking. Oh. In the top left, I Probably noticed that. I was like, why is Clint Eastwood there? But I was like, oh, <laughs> just a commercial going on. And That's I was like, funny. I, I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, I guess, I mean, <laughs> we got really, I got really heated for a second. But yep. that, that was the only thing that I, I really was disappointed about it's, this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, the tra- I mean, again, trailers always screw me over. I feel like I shouldn't have watched as many I'd trailers s- for this movie as I, I do. I've seen more because, than I wanted to just because of... I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and there's yeah. they were like unskippable 15 second versions of the trailer, but right. it didn't give anything away. It was all early stuff. Or it it just was, there really, was a scene of him dancing at the, yes. yeah. off on the steps, which I guess whatever. that was something else that I I don't because in the, all the trailers and at the last part of his dance, it's like playing the like classical music, ascending the clowns, ascending the, the clowns, like. But then in the movie, what what song is playing? Oh, it's um, that's life. No, no, it's some like. Oh, I can't even think of what it no, is. It's now. a classic it's a, rock song. It's yeah. yeah, it's just a classic rock song. I, I know it, but I've suddenly just blanked on it. Yeah, it's a very yeah. popular classic rock song that is playing. I also thought that was weird because of all the other stuff. It seemed like so epic, and it was it was still like epic and slow uh-huh. but it was yeah. it was a different feel. It, yes, exactly. So uh-huh. I was like, I wasn't expecting this feel when we got to this point. We got it, kind of got it towards the end, <coughs> like at the last couple steps that it yeah. switches to that, and they're like, oh, okay, and then the the detectives are there. Um, the um, I will say. I wasn't, I, I had heard that the violence was very disturbing, but it wasn't the kind of disturbing that I was expecting, because it, it was very disturbing, uh-huh. but I think what's more disturbing is the, the tone of it when it happened, because uh-huh. a lot of times it was like, really intense violence followed by, like, a lighthearted sort of moment, and not that it, yeah. and not in the way that, like, it, chapter two did it, where it was just like, that's a weird thing. 
funny joke. It's not played here. as a joke. It's no, just he it's is played as he's not processing it like a right. normal person would. And so it's very, it's very sickening. Uh-huh, it's scene. very sickening. And I feel like there, it's also very shocking, especially the first one. I mean, you know it's coming because yeah. he has the gun. And the guys are beating him up on the subway. So you see it coming, but you don't expect, like, literally you see the guy get shot in the head. It's, blood, it's very... And then he chases that, or goes after yeah. that one guy and shoots, unloads on him. And then, and like... And then De Niro. <laughs> so I feel like every one I saw coming, but it didn't take away didn't from Didn't make the, it any easier this, to watch. No. no. Like the... Well, the what, one of his coworkers. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, you, he puts scissors in his back yeah. pocket. You're like, all right. He's gonna. And it, it almost set it up at the beginning because when he gets fired, the guy's like, "Randall said that you uh, tried to buy a gun gun from him or whatever." Yep. He's like, "Randall said that," and so you knew right there. I was like, "Well, Randall's not. Oh, Randall's, <laughs> Randall's not gonna make it." I thought it was pretty uh, interesting that he he. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the other coworker um, that he decides to let him go, and he, he even says like, "You're the only one that was ever nice to me." And gives him a little kiss on the head. Yeah, I like that scene, especially. I mean, for that to mm-hmm. show that like. He's nuts, but he's got a set of rules. He's not just murdering anyone. He's just murdering people that have wronged him in some way right. that he, he perceives have wronged him anyway. But it's that the it's the mirror of that reaction yeah. of the guy being like, "Why did you do this? What have you done?" Ah, and just try to like get out of there. Yeah. Well, he's just like, "Well, <laughs> my bad. Why don't I just unlock the door for you, pal?" And he's like, "You're." <laughs> You're fine. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> He's like, uh. There was a second where he, like, closes the door again. I was like, oh, no. But then he was just, he just wanted to tell him. He's like, you were the only one that was nice to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, man. So, and then, like, the, the switch <coughs> from he is planning to kill himself on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's planning to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's planning to do that all the way up, I think, until the interview is happening. Because I don't think he thinks that De Niro is having him on to make fun of him until he gets out there. Uh-huh. And right. And then realizes, he realizes that... Well, he's known it before, but... He kind of like, knew it because before. he wa- saw yes. it on TV. Like, he right. saw how he was treated on, on TV. But then I think the... Being confronted with it in person. Like, yeah. the, the reversal was that they called and wanted him on the show. So then he was right. like, oh, he, he wants me on the show. Uh-huh. And then he... And then he's then super he, nice beforehand, and then as soon as he gets out there, he just starts ripping into him. Yes. Yeah. And it goes south. It sure does. Um, I will say that a lot of the... Um, there's a lot of big name actors playing characters that have little to no scenes. That parts, yeah. Like uh, Brian Tyree Henry is he's great in yeah. the part, but he's only in one scene. That's uh, Clarkin, yeah, from Paperboy, Paperboy from Atlanta. Paperboy from Atlanta. And yeah. like Mark Maron is just it, yeah, it could have been anybody. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It was. I like, appreciate those Mark Maron. I yeah, it was funny. But uh, and I guess it's kind of like just I don't know. It's it's the Joker's movie, but I it, some of those side characters I felt like I could have gotten a little bit more of. Yeah, sure. I feel like she seemed like she was a big character, but turned out she wasn't a big character. It was uh, Zazie Beats. Beats. Yes, so like that. Well, they don't we, even name her in the movie. I think she's got a name in the credits. Like, but yes. like, and you I don't think, ever even find out her name during the movie. And I was getting annoyed as we were watching. I was like, we don't know anything about her. Uh-huh. She's yeah. literally just here to be like his interest, and that's. And then when you find out that she's not there, that's kind of the point. I literally that. had a face palm, like, in my... I was like, oh, my God. When she was like, your name's Arthur, right? right? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. I, I really appreciated that scene because up until that point, I was like, what the fuck is this movie doing? Like, why... Mm-hmm. Sympathizing with him having a girlfriend and someone, like, a girl, like... Well, it's like, I don't... There's nothing about 
any of their scenes that make their relationship that he sees a thing. But right. that's, it doesn't make any sense. But that's how he would process. Right, it. I understand. Right. So then it totally makes sense. Exactly. Like, like her laughing at his jokes when you know no one else is laughing. That's when I was like, oh, so she just really cares about him for some reason. Uh-huh. And then she's there when his mom has a stroke, and yes. I'm like, why is she here? So yeah. he, I mean, he kills her. Right. I didn't think so. I think he just left. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I I wouldn't. The only way is because I was like, I don't think he did. But it's when possible. he when he is sitting there, you see sirens go by. Like when he afterwards, he's laughing on the couch, and the guy knocks and tells him to be quiet. You see sirens go by. Yeah, but I feel it's also. But you hear them leave too. Uh huh. Yeah. It's so they're just stopping. they're just going by. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because. And I feel like someone, those detectives would have shown up earlier if he had killed mm-hmm. her. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, it's two, possible, two door, two doors but down. I don't yeah. think that's the case. Well, I think he just left three Do you down. think that he killed his therapist at the end? Because when yes. he walks out of the room, he's yes. got blood on him. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because okay. then the orderlies chasing yeah, him down chase. the hall. That's what I thought, yes. too. Yeah. Because once again, she's not listening. And she, I thought she was someone famous, but I don't think she was. No. No. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's crazy, and the one thing that I'm we'll, really just like still trying to wrap my mind around. Right. Yeah. Still trying. Oh, Barb's coming in. Barb's here. Barb's on the podcast, yo. Hey, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> Barb is Sammy's dog. Hi, Barb. Hi. Hi, Kenzie. Kenzie's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, um, we didn't. We haven't talked about his laugh. Oh. Which is a big part of the movie. Yeah, and, and Joaquin Phoenix was the one that, like, proposed this, too. That he would just be laughing uncontrollably? It's a real condition. Sure. That he, like, found out about and was like, oh, nope, perfect. this is perfect for the Joker. Uh-huh. I just thought it was so, when you first get that reveal, like, on the train, or no, it's on the, the bus, bus. On the bus when he's, like, uh, messing with the kid or, like, making the kid happy and the mom's like, stop it. And then he, like, has that reaction where he can't stop laughing. Then he has even has that mm-hmm. card. I feel like that's something that you, or maybe in other movies, but other things where like someone has a card to uh-huh. like explain what's going on, and it's just like it's just so like heart wrenching because you like I feel like I've seen that like when people get treated that way just because they're they're homeless or seen you know weird. or they they're, yeah. they're weird or they're on yeah. a, on a bus or on a train like acting weird and like he like has this condition and then even like the detectives don't even believe that it's a condition. Well. Don't they reveal at the end that he doesn't have it? That he just is laughing because that's how he views everything? No. Oh. I didn't get that. I think towards the end, I think he is then actually laughing. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But I still think think he's in condition. He's talking to his mom right before he offs her. Where he's like, you told me this is a condition, but it's something about... Yeah, how he just always felt that way or something. So I, I don't. I think it's it, it's the whole movie is just a series of small things that are eventually because there's not like one spot in the movie where he becomes the Joker. Right. No. No. It it's all, like it's small, all it's all compounding up, yeah. garbage happening happen yeah. to him. And so he's definitely a different person at the end of the movie than he is at the beginning. Right. So. Yes. And that's and that's 100 percent what I believe. Like he isn't the Joker until that that end. Right. Like. Yeah. And I. He's happy to see how people are, like, reacting to him doing that, but he, I don't even, he doesn't really become the Joker until he stands up on that car and everyone's yeah, cheering for I him. Yes. And then he, um, look at how I got these scars himself, <laughs> where he, like, uses That's his blood, blood to make the smiley face. 
Yeah. <laughs> is that what, is that yeah. what we're calling yeah. it? Yeah. How, how, how did I get these <clears throat> scars? All right. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was hoping for more Gotham references in the background. Like on this, I was like looking at all the billboards and stuff. All the billboards were like porn or <laughs> come yeah. see the strip tease. And I think that's that because into it's the era that it's in. It's seventies yeah. Gotham, and so it. Be- which they're just emulating New York, which is what. Right, what so New there's York no, like and it's right the at the beginning of when the crime like really starts. Right, uh, so there's no like villains yet because right. it's before any of that. So that totally makes sense that, that none of that has really been set up yet. Um, you just but wanted then, more Easter eggs for it being a DC movie, right? Yes, and, and being a Batman fan, that's, that's just me. It, yeah. But and then the, the totally sets up. I just by the end of it, I was like, knowing. I mean, now that that stuff happens in it, I want more. Like I want, yeah. I want the, him to be the. And, so there were so many times in this movie where I was like, oh, this is where it's going to end. And then it, uh-huh. it went a little bit longer. I was like, okay, that's, this is where it's going to end. I thought it was going to end when he, at the right where he gets up on the Yes, yeah, I was like, car. there's the end. And then I thought that was the end. And then, yeah. the, then, the, then he's in the asylum. And then it, I was like, there were so many times where I was like, this is where it's going to end. Oh, I think there was like three times for sure where yeah. I was like, this is it, the ending. Oh, no, yeah. this is. So the fact that they kept going with it, I'm like, they got to. How, how can they not keep going? But I, I guess if you say that Walking Phoenix only wants to do it once. But. I would appreciate if they did a companion. I mean, if they did their Batman movie, which they don't plan on referencing this at all. It's supposed to be its own standalone movie. But if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker aged up, just happened to have a scene in it or something like he was in Arkham or something while he was doing something else, I would. I, there's no. I don't think there's any way that would. Because how much have they but, said about that Batman movie? I mean, they're still in early development. Yeah, because he's. I mean, he's still. Shooting. He's he's not going to be old Batman. No, uh, and he's not going. I feel like he's going to be the youngest Batman we've had so far. Right. The rumors are that it's going to be the Long Halloween. Oh, that'd be so good. And I don't. The Joker's not really in the Long Halloween very much, is he? Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I yeah. read it, but he is. I've read it. He's in it. I hear the problem that they're having is that they want to make it a long Halloween trilogy, but they don't want to commit to a trilogy. Right. right. So if you, make, I, I understand that you make one. Well, because there's there's Long Halloween and yeah. there's also Dark Victory. Like there are, yeah, like, which is the sequel to Long and Halloween. It's like you make the first one, and if it does okay, then they don't want to make commit it, to another right. one, and then it's like, well, then you made the first part of a story right yeah. yeah i mean they it, it would have to be that the, with justice league yeah. it would have to be the same kind of thing but it would be so cool if they did the arkham games they did that in movie form but again that would have to be three movies that they'd have to do and the joker's very very the joker's prominent. the main thing yeah and you have to get mark hamill yeah yes <laughs> yeah yes you do. you do so i mean i guess because we're kind of winding up i guess we have to get to the part where does he where does he rank as a joker I mean, I haven't seen Jared Leto's, but yeah. I am pretty confident I'm sh- I that I mean, it's that. gonna be hard yeah. for you to be like, man, is it gonna be Jared Leto or is it gonna be Walking I st- Phoenix? I still think Heath Ledger is my favorite. See, and the, and the way that I'm thinking is that it's because, again, going to the fact that he's not really Joker until the end, yeah. you don't get a whole lot of Joker. I mean, it's really very much a him becoming Joker movie, um, so it's hard to judge. Like, was he a good Joker? Because right. he's not really... He's so different from He's not... He's Arthur Fleck for yeah. a, most of the movie. 90 like, minutes. Jack Nicholson is a great Joker. Uh-huh. But he's yes. also a very different Joker from Heath Ledger, yes. who's also a very great right. version yes. of that character. But Joaquin Phoenix, it's just... It feels so completely different from either of those two. Yes. It feels like it's in the same <clears throat> vein as Heath Ledger's, but they're going for totally different parts of the yeah. Joker's 
legacy that they're pulling from. Yeah. My favorite Joker is Mark Hamill because he's been doing it thirty years. I think Mark Hamill is definitely up there. And he's for my me, favorite sure. comic book version of the Joker. But it's not allowed. You have to do movie versions. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can pick. <laughs> but that being said, the most realistic version, I think, is still Heath Ledger, and mm-hmm. I like that one the most. But if this one had more, if we had a, more time with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, I liked everything he. I love Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. Yes. If we had another movie where he was just the Joker the whole time, I'm sure it would rank up. If he was just doing what he did here, I think it'd be because those are my favorites. Like, and I still, I think this is a great Joker performance. Uh huh. Like him walking down that hallway, which you see in the trailer, unfortunately. Yeah. But the walking down the hallway, like how confident he when he mm-hmm. actually is like confident in himself. And he feels like the and Joker is his real self. Right. Yeah. And he's dancing down, and he and then he stands up at the car. Like when he's those points, I'm like, he could be the best Joker. Yeah. If he got a full movie of being the Joker, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would probably I would I would agree with you guys that I think Heath Ledger is still the number one. But for those for those reasons, because it's hard to put Walking Phoenix in there because he's not really the Joker enough. Yeah, he's Arthur you see Fleck. him. It's it's Joker origins. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Wolverine origins, DC origins, Joker. <laughs> the only Wolverine. thing that I really had. An issue with isn't even with the movie itself. It's it's more what's happening around the movie, and we talked about that a little bit at the beginning. It, it's almost it feels like to me the same kind of issue we had with uh, Zack Snyder doing Watchmen, where yeah. Zack Snyder did Watchmen, and I think Watchmen is a great comic book movie. I think it's a great movie. But it is also, the, I would say it is the best. It does the best job taking the graphic novel and making right, movies. which is he loves. It's yes. his favorite thing. But, but he I also, also feel, thinks Rorschach's also clearly his favorite character. And also, <laughs> when he got to do the rest of the DC universe, he modeled everyone after Rorschach. Yeah, and that feels like Todd <laughs> Phillips like... aligns himself with Joker, and yeah. that makes me a little uneasy because I mean, it's it's almost like you get the source material right, but for the wrong reason. Yes, and, like, I feel like we're going to have a very similar reaction to people, like, what we get with Fight Club, where you get uh-huh. a lot of, like, frat boys and, like... Right. The amount of Jokers we're going to have yeah. uh, at, the end of the, at the end of this pe- month. People that idolize, like, the Joker, uh-huh. and people that idolize Brad Pitt from Fight Club, or stuff like that, and it's like, no, you're it's the you're not supposed to idolize this character. <laughs> you're not supposed to like... You I can mean, enjoy that the character is well done. Right. And and recognize that he's not a good person that you should idolize yourself. Uh-huh. You don't want to be the Joker. <laughs> right. You and can that, like that's the like, Joker. What's, I mean, that's kind of what's happening around this movie, too, already. It's like Todd Phillips, the director, is giving all these terrible press interviews. Yeah. He, he Making it on, worse for himself. Yeah, he shits on modern he's, comedy. He's talking about how woke culture has ruined comedy, yeah. and that's why he had to do something like this, he said, because he couldn't do comedies anymore. Yesterday or something, he said that all the backlash is coming from the far left, with it, which is bullshit. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> oh my god. It's like, it's absolutely how I feel about, I, I tweeted about this last time, I, I my girlfriend hadn't seen Watchmen, so I'm, I made her watch it, because I'm really excited for the HBO show. Yeah. And the HBO show absolutely gets the message from the trailers they've released. Mm-hmm. But the way... Zack like, Snyder doesn't understand Watchmen. Right. When you watch <laughs> the movie Watchmen, it feels... And, and then you see what Zack Snyder did with the DC Universe. It feels very much like he agrees with Rorschach. And he, he does the movie from Rorschach's point of view for the most part. And it works expertly. I think it's great. 
And then you go see other movies he's done since then, and you're like, oh no, he actually like that's how he seems to operate. That's, <laughs> that's what he wants team. everyone. That's he wants what... everyone to be Rorschach. He wants everyone to be in yeah. this. Every like, but I still heroes don't think... are bad, and that's like it makes it feel like at least with this movie that Todd Phillips is like the Joker's right. Everyone, well, the world's going. He, to I shit. don't think the movie the movie says that, but no, the director is saying that, that's that the after the fact. Yes, that's, yes. That's, that's, so that's people are gonna hear what the director says and see the the what happens in the movie without actually watching the movie, and they're gonna be like, oh, it's it's bad. Right. I think this because movie, of these reasons without actually watching it. I think this is an excellent portrayal of the Joker. And I'm worried that Todd Phillips doesn't understand. Like, he's he's expertly conveyed the source material, I think, in a way that makes it, like, a very good story. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried that he is doing bad lip service to this movie by It may take it out of you even getting any awards because of yeah. how things are happening. I think Joaquin but... will still be fine. But, yeah, the, re- the movie as a whole might have a little harder mm-hmm. time yeah. because of that. So, All right. Yeah. Well, we'll still keep uh, thinking about it. We sure will. <laughs> Um, one thing I want to just plug real quick that we haven't gotten to talk about much is our uh, opening, kick-ass opening song is from, oh. from Raymond. So if you yeah. like it, Raymond did it. <laughs> it was a long time ago when he did it, but I feel like we haven't plugged that, at least There's, plugged no. that, because you it's can, not from Raymond on our podcast. No. So I used to do music under the name Even Deeper, and I just haven't felt the need for a while. Life change courses. But if you are interested in the music I have made, it's at evendeeper.bandcamp.com. And you can, it's at, it's, all of it is set at name your own price. So you can put in $0 and download it for free if you want. But yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted to plug that because we hadn't plugged that. And I like yeah. that song. So. Hey, it's always good to plug, <laughs> plug your buddy. Plug your buddy. So this e- has been. Even deeper, plug your buddy. <laughs> I hated that. Uh, This has been Never Seen Any of This. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we're going to send in the clowns now. And uh, we'll see you next week with another movie. Bye. 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 Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here at last on the ground. And you in midair. Send in the clowns Isn't it bliss Don't you approve